far away Let's talk story It's where my mama was born, it's where I come from It's where my daddy fell in love not long ago Aloha everyone, this is Larry Camp and welcome to the Nobody Knows Your Story podcast which just happens to come with a side of Hawaiiana. Nobody Knows Your Story is a podcast which I believe will impact each listener in a positive way. As you listen to the experiences that have transformed, shaped, and guided each guest, perhaps you'll better understand your own personal journey. Some will surprise, some will make you question, and some will inspire, but all will leave you in a better place for listening in. As for the Hawaiiana, well, that's just a big part of my life story. So I invite you to check in from time to time, or better still, add Nobody Knows Your Story to your list of favorite podcasts. You'll enjoy hearing the life experiences of people just like you.
Welcome. As this is our first episode of 2023, I want to thank you listeners for your support. I share these stories because I enjoy hearing them and getting to know a little bit more about my guests. Being able to share some of the life stories with these great people, well, I'm sure that's the reason you listeners keep coming back every two weeks. Now, we just listened to Paradise from Kaloi Kai, and mid-podcast, we're going to hear the Hawaiian-style band perform Kama Aina. Now, I know enough about my guests to know that they have a little bit of... Uh, experience and maybe some stories to share about Hawaii as well. And we'll get into that. And they join us today via Zoom from Michigan. And I should say that I first became acquainted with Johnny and Jeff Agar from a 2013 ESPN piece that I saw. And, you know, as life happens, uh, you know, you kind of just move on and hadn't really thought about it much and didn't have a podcast back then. But then I saw the Agars again last month in a CBS profile. And I thought, you know what? Their story would be great to share with you listeners. But along with Johnny and Jeff, I have asked Becky, Jeff's wife, Johnny's mom, to uh, join us today. And as Johnny refers to her, she is the Iron Mom. So Iron Mom and Team Agar, welcome to Nobody Knows Your Story. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Great to be here. Thanks for having us. Hey, you got it. And like I said, I have seen uh, two profiles now. It was so interesting because when I was watching the one last month, I was thinking, wait, wait a minute, I remember these guys. It, it took me a while to figure it out. I had to actually look at it, get online and figure out that you'd been on ESPN. That's where I had seen the earlier profile. But that was, gosh, like almost 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah that's crazy. Isn't back it? That's crazy. Time flies when you're having fun, though. Yeah. Johnny, you know, I'm telling you, dude, you you have such a great personality. And as I saw both of those pieces, I think the first one you were like, maybe, <laughs> let's see. Are you 29 now, Johnny? I'm 28 now, yeah. 28. Okay, so you must have just been around 20 years old or something when that first one came out. Uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. But I guess the thing that is going to be the most interesting, I mean, there's lots of things that are interesting about your story, but certainly the reason you guys are getting profiled <laughs> is the thing that everybody just goes, what? <laughs> are you kidding me? <laughs> so... I mean, we're going to talk about that, obviously, but I'm going to let you guys um, just tell the story any way you want. We have three folks here today. I've actually interviewed, well, probably seven or eight couples before. So, I mean, <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm used to people, uh, you know, kind of changing, we would say passing the mic back and forth. But uh, however you guys want to do it, feel free. I'm certainly going to ask questions as we go along. But this is your story. So, uh, yeah, share it any way you like. Johnny was Johnny was born prematurely at three pounds, seven ounces. We were told early on that he had cerebral palsy and it was going to present some challenges in his life. We decided we were going to raise Johnny just to be a typical little boy and not worry about the cerebral palsy. We wanted him to experience everything life had to offer. And we didn't want to place any challenges, nor did we want anybody else to put challenges on him. We wanted him to determine and decide what his challenges were going to be as he grew. 
And that's kind of our, that was our mindset. And then you, then they started, uh, my daughter started running. This was fast forward about 16 years. My uh, daughter, actually not that many, but my daughter started running and my husband, Jeff started running with her just because, or he biked actually with her because he didn't want her to run by herself. And then he soon realized that she was a lot faster than he was biking. And (laughs) he decided he, you know, why not get off of the bike and start running myself? And, but he was kind of lonely. So he decided he was going to have Johnny join him. And so we got this old jogger and that's kind of how the whole story started. Um, And then you want to take it from there. So, and then um, we started doing five K's every weekend as a family. And that kind of brought us together a little bit. And I had a a friend of mine who we were at a neighborhood Christmas party. And he asked me because he knew I loved sports. I always, you know, looked up to athletes and how hard they train to get into games. And so he had asked me if I wanted to participate in a triathlon with a group of buddies of his. And I absolutely loved it. Before he finished his sentence, I said yes. And I absolutely loved it. And so um, a little while later, uh, Dad, had, after I had done a couple of triathlons with a group called My Team Triumph, which is what this uh, these uh, three buddies were a part of the organization, after I had done a few races with them, Dad and Annie said, well, why can't we do races with Johnny and, and Team Agar was born after that. So uh, it's it's been a tremendous ride so far. Uh, We've done a lot more than I think Dad had ever anticipated doing. Well, yeah, you're you're making it sound like there's a natural progression of things too, which is, you know, when when we first started doing races, I had had zero uh, running interest and or ability. Uh, I played, you know, when I was younger, I played baseball. You don't run much. You do sprints. That's about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but he started doing this, like Johnny said, this group called My Team Triumph. Uh, it's a nationwide organization now, but they started it up here in Grand in, in uh, West Michigan. And they would take kids with disabilities and run them in races. And they get the as much of the true experience of being in a race as you could possibly have. And Johnny, you know, did one of several of these races with that group. And it's it's really upbeat, really uplifting. And so then I thought, well, you know, how hard could a 5K be? Well, it turns out it's horrible, right? So uh, very difficult to do, especially when you don't train. And Johnny's heavier than you might expect. And uh, so we started doing a few races here and there, and Johnny loved it. And I thought it'd be a a few races and we'd be done. But Johnny absolutely loved it, and it's grown and evolved. So you got to be careful what your kids get you into. Oh, for sure. Yeah, he was hoping Johnny got him into stamp collecting. Yeah, an easy (laughs) (laughs) hobby. And... And, you know, it, it really helped me participating in these races with my three bossy because I looked at these athletes, you know, they were doing the same thing that I had to do every day, face challenges and overcome them. And I think that's what really helped me, you know, learning how to deal with my three bossy and, and really understanding that I needed to be consistent with my workouts, consistent with my mentally, everyday, everyday life, mentally and physically strong. So 
for me, it wasn't about the medal or the or the finish line. It was about number one, obviously doing things with my family, but also being a being a benefit to me uh, in the long run, and hopefully inspiring others along the way too. Well, so. you've most definitely done that, and I want to read something you, that you have here. This is from the teamagar.com uh, website. Uh, and Johnny, this you, you wrote this. It says, uh, and, and it's titled, Now that I've crossed the finish line, I feel like I'm a, officially an athlete. So it says, athlete, a person who is proficient in sports and other physical exercise. Thanks to my Aquinas college education, I know what those words mean. However, all jokes aside, as I saw definition after definition, it is not the words I read that define it but rather the words I didn't see. Words like limits, abilities, hard, impossible. Nowhere in the definition did being an athlete become defined by what you can do. I thought that was that was really well stated, and I think it says a lot about you. Thank you very much. You know, for me, I, I always look at different ways to conquer my challenges. And for me, you know... Sports really spoke to me in that these athletes, they struggle all the time. They fail all the time. And I think that's important for me to understand what failure is. Uh, because that's one of the reasons, I think that's one of the reasons why he likes baseball so yeah. much too, because it's such an analogy to his life. And that, you know, you have to fail before you can really truly know how to succeed so yeah and even the best hitters are failing 70 percent of the yeah, time so johnny has in the mindset that you're not successful all the time uh and it's uh, just part of the uh, part of the whole process to to get better yeah yeah and i think that's what uh, athletes taught me and that's what i am really gaining a more perspective on things as i can see athletes now with that uh, up close and personal and, and see the building box as to w- what it takes to become one. So, um. Well, and here's the other, another thing that I guess is just a, a part of life. And that is, you know, Jeff, you're getting older. Uh, every year yeah. you've been doing this, you, you know, I'm sure it gets a little bit more difficult. I mean, to, to a degree, next year you're turning sixty. You'll be mm-hmm. you'll be into my club, <laughs> which I I'll welcome you prematurely. But uh, but yeah, I mean you know obviously we still do things. I try and get out and walk every day. Um, I've always been sports minded. I've always tried to be active. That's great. But there's no way I could even come close to doing what you're doing. And I think that most people probably even in their fifties would would find it very difficult. You know, do what you're doing. So how do you? Keep at it. I mean, do you do you do other training besides um, just training for these races? Is there are there other things that you do as well? Yes, yeah, strength training is the key, especially as you get older. So I've done a lot more of that. But it is a grind. I mean, you you pretty much are doing something every day, whether you're you know sometimes multiple things a day, whether it's you know heavy duty stretching or yoga or strength class, in addition to biking, swimming, and running, which. Uh, of those three, I don't like any of them. So, so I'm not a, I wasn't a big triathlon fan to begin with. And uh, so it's just kind of something that's evolved, but it is something that you can, you can see where, and sorry, our, our dog is, is whining in the background here. I apologize. Hey, uh, no but you can, you can see where you evolve into something you want. Yeah. I would never have said early on or even 15 years ago. Yeah. That's what I'll be doing at age 60 doing triathlons and especially Ironman. Uh, there's no way I would have said, I would have said there's not even humanly possible. 
And in each milestone, though, you start seeing that you can do more than you ever thought possible. Uh, and Johnny's a huge motivator to do that. And I would say everybody needs something to motivate. It's hard to get out of bed in the morning just to go do stuff on your own. But if you are motivated by something like Johnny, you can do th- so much more than you ever thought possible and take it into steps. You know, so after I did 10 miles, I kind of thought, that's I can't do any more. I've hit my physical peak. And then we did a 25K, which is almost 16 miles. And then after that, someone told us, well, you can probably do a marathon now. And it was one of those things where it opened your mind up to think, wow, could I really? And so we keep doing more and more. And uh, it got to the point, you know, the you get offered an opportunity put in front of you and you really expand your horizon on what you think you can try to accomplish. And, and, and people, people are tough. You know, how, how do you do these things? You know, what what's the best method in order to do a 140.6 mile race? Or and, and you have to be able to have a system down as to how you're going to accomplish your goal. You know, if you look at a triathlon or Ironman triathlon in a broad spectrum, it can be really, really daunting and, and not that attainable. But when you really break it down and you understand, okay, I got to do this this day. I got to do, you know, baby steps. Baby steps. Um, it can be much more attainable. And I think, you know, that's not just the case with triathlon. That's the case with everybody that achieves or wants to achieve a big goal. So, yeah, we've heard from people all over the place that uh, that do Ironmans and they'll say, you know, one guy put a note on social media. So I've done seven of them. I can't imagine hauling another human being around during a race, which when you see that, it, it puts in perspective where it is unique. I mean, we live it every day, so it's not unique to us because it's our it's our lives. But we get, when you look, step back and look at it, it is kind of extraordinary. There's only a handful of father-son teams have ever completed Ironman. So it's unique. But what we look at it as, but, you know, people have unique things every day. And you talk to people in your podcast. They're doing, you know, amazing things all over the place. And so it's not about encouraging someone necessarily to do an Ironman with their kid, but they can do a lot more with their children. And I'm not proclaiming to be the greatest father, but, you know, it's kind of an opportunity for other fathers to see, hey, I can do a lot more than I'm doing. We've We've met with people that after they start talking to us, you know, the father will get teary eyed and he'll think, I barely do anything with my kids and I need to do a lot more with them. So that's what's been probably the biggest thing for us is the number of people that Johnny's story and our you know efforts have touched other people to uh, realize they can do a lot more than they ever thought possible, whether it's triathlons or anything in life. Yeah. And I would say that for those that haven't seen it, I believe it was November 18th of last month that uh, CBS did that profile. And it's a good one because it really shows you, it shows you getting up early. <laughs> it's still dark out <laughs> as you're starting the workouts. Yeah. It yeah. even puts in a little bit of a clip from your Ironman experience in Kona back in 2016. Yeah. Um, so it's really a good little piece to really show some of the stuff that you guys go through just so that you can participate in these, these races. But again, anybody who knows I've run three marathons, even that in itself is a big deal. And I felt quite a sense of accomplishment. I can't even imagine doing a, what is it? A 2.4 mile swim that you you do first and then you do the bike race and then you run the marathon at the very mm-hmm. end. Yeah. I can't even fathom that. So again, Johnny's right there with you and you are his legs. You are his mm-hmm. uh, arms as you're swimming, you're, you know, in, in pedaling. And it's, it's just really amazing. And I can see why so many are inspired. It, how could you not be inspired when you watch what you guys are doing. 
Oh, thank you so much, Larry. Uh, I'm really, really thankful for my parents because they, they've given me um, so much, so much of an opportunity to, I hope, I help people along the way. And it really gives my challenges purpose when I see, you know, I see how much people really enjoy, you know, the pieces and, and uh, following our races and things and the encouragement that I get. It really helped me along the way. And um, I, I really am thankful for that. So. Well, and, and let me ask you this, Becky. I know that you have uh, two younger daughters also, right? Right. Yeah. How has it been for them to see what Johnny's doing? And, and you know, has, have they been inspired, even though they're part of the family and they see everything that goes on, obviously? How has it been for them? Having somebody with special needs in your house, as I'm sure you know, is um, is a is a gift, right? It teaches, gives you a lot of perspective in life, and I think that's what it's done for our girls. It's very difficult to complain too much when Johnny faces a lot of challenges every day, from getting up in the morning until he goes to bed at night, and he fails quite a bit, frankly. And it's very hard to complain about your life and your challenges when we've got an able body and we can do pretty much what we want to do when we want to do it. And so I think that's been a gift that's been given to them. It's difficult. Uh, Johnny's always been in love with sports and athletes and everything that sports. I mean, he, he learned how to count by looking at the jerseys on the back and he learned how to read by reading stats and, you know, that type of thing. I mean, it's, it's just been infiltrated in his life. And my daughter, the one that's closest to Johnny, it's two years from Johnny, um, is the same way. She loves sports and actually is a, a correspondent, a National Football League correspondent for Valley Sports in Chicago. My The youngest daughter, while she loves dance, she's not been too much into sports as much as the other two have. And so it's a little bit difficult for her. But I think it it all around, it's given them a great perspective. And I'm very proud of the fact that they, you know, if they see somebody who's having a difficult day or is challenged with something in their life, they're always willing to go up and help them or do something. And that makes, you know, my mama's heart very proud to see that happen. My, um, my young, my youngest sister will go in and talk to anybody, you know, yeah, she's got a special gift in that she she really can empathize a lot with kids and with with really anybody with any kind of challenge. And I think that's while it was hard for her, I think when she was like 13, um, now she's realizing it's a beautiful gift that she's been given. So and, and they're, they're the I I'm not the one that that helped them. They help they help me just as much too. Yeah, they, they're, they, they're the ones that keep me in line. I don't, I don't keep them in line. So. They are. They, they're, they're, they're his biggest cheerleaders for sure. They, you know, they're there at um, almost every race. They help transition. They do a lot of the grunt work. So, and what I love most is my my family is all my transition crew. So my my aunt and uncle, they are my transition crew too, and. It's it's really a family affair, and I think if I was to participate in sports like I do now, uh, this is exactly the way that I I wanted it. So I'm very thankful that that God put those uh, plans in motion in my path. So. Your transition team, your 
the whole team agar really is pretty extensive when you look at all that all the people that are there to support you and to help you and to assist you from your sisters like you say to your aunt and uncles to your folks so yeah. and that's awesome and i'll tell you johnny you know sports has been a huge part of my life i actually got my degree in sports broadcasting and worked okay. for NBC for a while doing sports. And, and of course, there's one sport that really stands out. And I think I know you agree. And that's baseball, which uh, <laughs> sure. has always been my sport. And both of my sons uh, played. And But yeah, so I'm with you, man. I mean, sports can teach us a lot of life lessons. The fact that you learn to count by looking at jerseys and and looking yeah. at the stats, I I would love to get the paper back when we still got a paper and look <laughs> yeah. at the box scores. I love doing oh, that yeah. as a, as a oh, young yeah. man and even into my adult years. But sure, yeah, yeah, it's you know I I'm always looking for ways to challenge myself, and I think you know looking at athletes struggling and and watching baseball, you know. On the screen, or whether it's in the in the stadium on the screen, you know, I I saw people right in front of me that were conquering the same things that I have to do every day, and you know, God doesn't have to hit me upside the head too too long before I realize, hey, you know, that's kind of what I need to do. Uh, yeah. Work hard, just like they're doing. So. Yeah, but he was one of a lot of players too that uh, he took an offending with. Yeah. Justin Verlander was a huge. Um, motivator for Johnny, where yeah. he's the, he was the kind of guy, if you've seen him pitch, uh, the later in the game you go, the, the tougher he gets and the harder it is to to beat him. And uh, that really hit home with Johnny that it doesn't matter when you're tired, that's really what you got to dig deep. And when you're in therapy and it's really, really difficult, Johnny used that as motivation to, to get himself going too, that yeah. when it's really hard, that's when you got to dig deep and do even better. Yeah. Well, and you saw you saw Justin Verlander. I mean, at, at his advanced age, at least for a baseball <laughs> yeah. player of what, 37, 38, he had to sit out for like an entire year because I think he underwent Tommy John surgery, if I remember yeah, correctly. Just this past year, yep. Yeah. And so what does he do? He comes back and wins the Cy Young. Wins and the Cy uh, Young, you yeah. know, so I mean, yeah, he's he's an inspiration too. So you're right. But yeah. it's people like that, Johnny, that you can look at their stories as athletes and in some ways you can relate, you know, I mean, mm -hmm. I look at yeah. my little brother, I mentioned to you guys that my brother broke his neck when he was 16 years old, such a great athlete. He played on a world series, of little league baseball team as a 12 year old and was a great athlete. And I can still remember right now looking at him sitting in his wheelchair, watching his younger brother play and just thinking, mm -hmm. I know how badly he wanted to be out there participating oh, yeah. 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 to not be able to do that. So but but you learn that empathy also when mm -hmm. you know you cannot help but be inspired and empathetic for for people in their positions in life and the things that they go through. I yeah. I would never even think of parking in a handicapped spot after you know going through what I did with my brother. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. uh, but before that, before you're touched by that, you don't see it the same way. So yeah, that, yeah. Again, it's that's very hard of, to close that gap. Yeah, yeah. John, that's where endurance sports has been great for Johnny to actually become an athlete and experience what athletes uh, experience. So, I mean, amazingly you think about, cause Johnny's been able to meet Justin Verlander a couple of times and you sit there and watch them. They were just the two of them talking to each other, uh, talking about being athletes. And it's really the craziest thing to think about. You got the guys at the peak of his game in Justin Verlander talking with Johnny and empathize. And they both understand what it is to be an athlete. Cause Johnny's an athlete in his world. Uh, you wouldn't expect that out of a kid in a wheelchair, but that's where endurance sports and, that's, and everything that, we've done. That's is, what dad gave. Wow. Well, <laughs> that's what we got him involved in. And he's taking it and run with it. So, 
It's yeah. really difficult in Johnny's situation too, and that you know he he really couldn't play wheelchair sports at all um, because he only has one arm that works really well, and mm-hmm. and, and nobody wants a kid on a team who can spin in circles. I don't <laughs> I don't think anyway. So. Well, that's about all he can do in his chair, <laughs> yeah. his manual chair. So yeah, endurance sports has just been a blessing for him to be able to, and the kind of athletes too. Just to say, the kind of athletes we always kind of encourage Johnny to role model after or to follow are the athletes that were not always on top of their game. They'd either fallen or they'd have some kind of setback and they proved themselves again and again to be able to get back up and, and do what they needed to do to get the, to reach the goal that they needed to reach. So like Michael Phelps, you know, he, he has how many medals? 23, 24, 20, 20 28, so he has 28 medals and those are wonderful. You know, those are wonderful to have, but the real, I think, shining gold medal that he has is that he came from a place that was a really bad place that he was in mentally. And he's now chosen to get himself back up out of that and make something out of it and help others with it. And I think that's why one of the reasons why we really wanted you know, Michael Phelps to know that I don't that I'm, you know, I'm sure you'll get to it at some point. But the commercial that Johnny used to watch all the time was so impactful for him because he That's he related what, to it. The the it was the rule yourself commercial that Under Armour made. And so it was really important for me to let him know that yes, your gold medals are great, but gosh, here's this this kid who is watching this and it challenges him every day to get up, to do better and to do more. And that's really why we want, I wanted him to know, you know, what it was doing for him. For Johnny. And so, for Johnny and, and so mom, we couldn't just write a letter because mom's creative that way. <laughs> she doesn't mom's like right. to just write letters. And so mom created a side-by-side of me walking with that commercial and, and Michael Phelps ended up, Seeing it, we we have become um, kind of social media buddies ever since. So it's been well, kind of cool. You know, pictures so. speak. Pictures are louder than words, and so Johnny yeah. would watch this, and I thought, well, gosh, what a great motivational thing if Johnny pictured himself like a Mel- Michael right. Phelps in in his own video, and that's kind of why I wanted to do it to be able to encourage Johnny, um, and it kind of went from there. So <laughs> yeah, the amazing thing at all all that. Commercial, I mean, a variety of amazing things have come from, but Johnny in the commercial uh, needed to walk at the same time Michael Phelps was swimming. And so we were sitting there thinking, well, you know, Michael Phelps' dad is not in the pool with him, helping him swim. So how are we going to film this where Johnny's walking? Because I, when he walks, I always have to stand behind him and help guide his walker yeah, and, push uh, his walk. and push his walker along a little bit and help guide him. And, and Johnny said, well, just give me a shove and let me try it. He walked a hundred yards on a track. When you say, if you see the commercial mm-hmm. with Johnny Michael Phelps, Johnny walked a hundred yards in a track completely by himself, straight down the lane, just like Michael Phelps is swimming. And he had never done it in his life before. So it shows you that with the right motivation, you know, you just need to find it. Sometimes you can do extraordinary things that you would have sat there and said, there's no way you could do it. And that's kind of our whole lives in endurance sports. I would have said a million times, we can't do that. And then you find a way to do it that translates to everything. So it's, it's I, I think that's a motivating piece for people that if Johnny can walk like that with no help and he's never done it before, you just have to find the right motivation. 
And I have he seen the commercial. The it's very cool. As a matter of fact, if you go onto YouTube, I'm just telling the listeners, you can, uh, you know, type in Johnny Agar or Team Agar, and these these videos will come up. And I I saw a number of that were commercials, and I just saw some other interesting pieces that mm. were done. I saw one with that involved the rock. I remember seeing that one. And, yeah, uh, yeah. So Johnny, how was that? Did you, did you get the chance to meet some of these people that were in the commercials? So I, I did actually. I met Javon uh, Walter Walton, who's a, a boxing prodigy, but he's, he was uh, in the commercial. It's, the campaign is called Well Find a Way. Uh, it was done by Under Armour um, with Wayne Rock Johnson Natasha um, Hastings. Natasha Hastings. Uh, it wasn't Misty Copeland, but it was it was uh, Javon Wanawalton, uh, Natasha Hastings, yeah. uh, Dennis, Dennis. Uh, I don't remember. It's so long ago now. Well, he he so didn't, didn't, ago. didn't get to meet The Rock, so it was it was multiple days of filming. So The Rock. So you see, a, it's amazing when you see a commercial that was thirty seconds long. The Rock filmed all day on one of the days. Johnny's filming took half a day for the seven or eight seconds that actually makes it into the commercial. So it's an extraordinary process, and it is—it's perfection when they're done with the whole thing. It, it made me feel sorry that I have DVR. So, <laughs> but it's—it was cool to—it uh, was cool to be part of it. But yeah, we, everybody filmed on different days, so you didn't really get to meet everybody. I'm sure it was a fun experience, especially oh, yeah. when you see that finished product. And you're like, wow, that's pretty cool. It it is pretty amazing, and uh, yeah, we're not in that world very often, right? So when we get a taste of it, it's really awesome. So when CBS came to film, or when ESPN came to film, it, we just we just were in all of our, uh, you know, just, just like an it. awesome it state like a dream. of yeah. So we loved it. We we were wanted to enjoy every minute of it. We hated when these people would leave, but uh, but they have jobs to do to try to take days of film and get it down to a few minutes, which is pretty extraordinary. But it's, David uh, it's now cool did that thing story, right? It was David that did that story. Yes, yeah, David David Bagman, yeah, yeah, he did that. They did an amazing job. He and the producer um, Alyssa Candiotti yeah. did an amazing job with uh, taking. I mean, yeah, a couple days worth of filming, uh, and it was, uh, we've been doing this for a long time now. As you mentioned, my advanced age, we've been doing this for quite a few years, <laughs> and they took all that and really did an amazing job to get it down to six or seven telling minutes and telling story. our story. Yeah.
talk just for a minute about the the, the, the Ironmans. I mean, I know you've done a lot of other races, the 5Ks, the the 10Ks, uh, 25Ks, yeah. different things like that. But the yeah. Ironman is the one that stands out because for me, that is the ultimate. That's why it's called the Ironman. Mm. And you've done six of those or seven of those? So we've attempted, we attempted six. We've completed the last one in Maryland. So we had done it five times and didn't make it. We had, um, we started out, the very first one we started out was the Ironman in Hawaii. The world championship we got invited to back uh 2016. It's one of those things where we didn't even know what we didn't know. You know, I didn't I didn't know that bikers don't wear underwear under their shorts kind of thing. It's it I thought people like were joking playing, around they first told me. It would be like you playing in your company softball league and then asking to go play in the World Series. Yeah. I mean you were <laughs> so much. unprepared, right? Right. And, uh, but it was a great opportunity. She hated to say no. And I think it comes back to we had told Johnny so many times in life that. You have to take advantage of opportunities and you can't let things stay in your way. Uh, you can't be afraid of failure because we had never even done a half Ironman up to that point. So the likelihood of us getting through in Hawaii was relatively small, but it's something we've been telling Johnny his whole life. You know what? You got to take on your fears and do your best. And if you fail, you fail. Um, yeah. And but- when they, when they first called and they said, 
uh, Jeff wasn't home and Johnny was sitting next to me and they said, you know, would you guys be interested in participating in the Ironman World Championship? Would that be something that you'd even consider? And I kind of, the first thing that came out of my mouth was a chuckle. And, and cause I knew Jeff hates swimming in the ocean. He doesn't swim in the ocean. <laughs> he doesn't like all the swimming critters that are in there. And he, and he didn't really bike and he hated running. And Johnny, I looked at Johnny and his smile was huge. <laughs> and, and I said, well, you know, I can't answer. My response was, I can't answer for them, but I will definitely, when Jeff gets home, we'll talk to him about it and we'll let you know. And so when Jeff got home, Jeff was beaming and, and we asked him, we said, would you be willing to do that? Or Johnny was Johnny. beaming. And Jeff looked at me and he, and and I'm like, yeah, that, that would be a no. I was waiting for the no response. And Jeff just looked at me and he said, well, yeah, what do you say, bud? Let's do it. And I took Jeff aside and I'm like, what are you thinking? You know, you don't like doing this, A, B, C, and D. And Jeff just looked at me and said, we have told him our whole entire life to always try. So what is that? What lesson is that going to be to him? It would be hypocritical, right? We've, we've told him his whole life to always try. And then we don't when it comes down to something hard for us to. So that's kind of how the whole thing came to be. And God love them. They, I mean, Jeff worked his tail off to get him across that finish line and makes me, chokes me up even now, but he worked so hard to get him across that line. And when they didn't, they got there's cutoffs along the way and they didn't make the bike cutoff. And when they didn't make the bike cutoff, Jeff was devastated you know, cause he had one goal and he didn't, he didn't complete that goal for Johnny. Johnny just looked at Jeff and this, the guy came up to him and said, sorry, it didn't work out for you guys today. And Johnny said, well, sometimes you win, sometimes you learn. And it was, you know, it was just so amazing because again, he, he's teaching us, right. We're his parents, but he's constantly saying things like that, that really show us that, Oh my gosh, you're totally right. You know, it's not, sometimes it's not just about winning. Sometimes it is about learning. Yeah. So. And that piece that was in <laughs> that piece, what that hit your, your comment, Johnny was in that piece that CBS did. Sometimes you win, sure. sometimes you learn. I heard it and I thought that's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, we, we failed five times, but we got, got good, uh, Marilyn and I are sick. So we, we learned every, we learned something from every piece of every race that we did, and which led to our conquering Maryland. So, yeah, with five minutes because, to spare. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> yeah, it was interesting was too because you know Jeff and I, everybody kept coming up to us at the premiere of that the NBC premiere Back of the Ironman World Championship, and they they were coming up to us saying, "Man, he had the he had the line of the night," and then we heard it. And I looked at Jeff and I'm like, well, did you tell him that? And Jeff's like, no, did you tell him? I said, no, <laughs> I didn't. That just came to him. But then as we got to thinking about it, we thought, you know, he fails multiple times every day. So failure to him is just part of the whole process. It's not something to be afraid of. It's not something to be embarrassed by. It's not something to hold you back on. And it, and that's what he was doing. That was just that in his mind, that's how he viewed it. And so I think it was just a great lesson for for Jeff and I too, to not, to not be afraid of failure, to, to not be ashamed of, of giving it our best shot. Cause we've always told Johnny that the same thing, you know, always try your best 
and you can't view it as failure if you tried your ultimate best. So. But it's, e- it's easy to say it. It's very right. hard to live it. So right. at right. the time when we didn't make it in Hawaii, it was really upsetting. And Becky would say, you know, don't worry. So, you know, great things are going to come out of this. And my response was, there's nothing good to come out of this. Well, you know, I, was, God had I, a plan. I know, but it was, it was more of uh, I was looking at from my own perspective of then you step back and think about it. Well, our whole goal was to get Johnny to be exposed to racing and be involved in things and, and meet people and maybe motivate people. And so from that perspective, it led us to keep working hard and trying to do other races along the way. We've had crazy things happen. We had someone crash into us in a race. We know the race where, so over 100 degrees, um, 35% dropout rate in the race. So we didn't make another race. We had a flat tire for 40 miles on his chariot. And so uh, we've been in what, a driving rainstorm in another race. So we had weird things come up in these races that we felt like we were prepared, didn't get through it, but we kept working hard and working hard. And so when you think back on it, um, had we made it in Hawaii that first time, it would have been really cool for me, would have been okay for Johnny, but it would have made it seem like, well, of course you made it through. The guy was an athlete and how hard could it be? But when you start looking at it and what it's taken to get here, I mean, it is brutal, right? Yeah, you've done a, you've done marathons and uh, it's hard. So to sit there and think to do an Ironman, pulling another human being, it doesn't happen that often. And so we can appreciate it, but I think other people can see it and they say, wow, that's you know really extraordinary what it took to get there. Uh, and then from uh, wrapping it up of what did it mean to him, it's, it's much more beneficial for Johnny to say, hey, you know, you, you don't always succeed. Look at my dad. You didn't didn't make it five different times, but kept working hard, worked harder, learned it as he went along. And then in Maryland, you know, we finished, like you mentioned, with a few minutes to spare. But it shows you that you can overcome great, you know, great overcome, you know, great obstacles if you keep working hard at it. And it's led to some great things that never would have happened had we made it in Kona the first time. Like the Michael Phelps stuff, the, the stuff with the rock with Under Armour. Never would have happened if we had made it the first time in Kona because we never would have had a reason to keep pushing and keep driving and working hard. Uh, so really, it's led to some phenomenal things. So my wife was right. Once again, it has led to some great things. And the other thing, too, is you we know, have that on yeah. tape, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, you got it. <laughs> it was it was a little embarrassing. You know, a couple million people don't see you finish in Hawaii. But then now the video in Maryland has been viewed over 30 million times. So you look back and think, OK, it worked out much better for Johnny the way it has, you know, it wasn't the greatest for, for me necessarily right away, but it's worked out phenomenally well for Johnny. And it uh, helped keep that above ground. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> keeping me healthy. Right? Keeping it healthy. And, and failure and adversity, I mean, there, there's not an athlete out there that hasn't experienced both. It's how you respond when those things happen. And that's exactly mm-hmm. what you're talking about. Okay, so yeah. it didn't happen in Kona. So you try it again and maybe you, okay, Hey, what I need to do is maybe get a little faster on the bike or, or whatever it might be. But Kona is a little different too, because you're dealing with heat. You're dealing with humidity. It's a little bit tougher. They have Ironman competitions here where I live in St. George, Utah. So they do the 70.3. So I'm I'm just saying you guys, you guys need to come out and and, uh, participate. (laughs) I'm just throwing it out there. I, I've always been, I've always wanted to come to Utah. I haven't ever been. So. Well, there you go, Johnny. I put I put a seed there. You guys can think about it. Uh, but I, I can tell you right now, May 6, twenty twenty three. That's the next one. Yeah. Well, we're in twenty twenty three. We we are doing our best to try to get invited back to the the Ironman World Championship in Hawaii. It's in October. 
2023. Um, given everything we know now and our experience and everything, we feel like we have a dramatically better chance of getting ourselves through that race. So uh, that's what we're trying to target for. But um, you have to be invited. So yeah, we, we got to be invited by Iron Man. So we're we're hopefully hopefully that will happen. But no guarantees. Hey, let's talk just a minute about that trip. Uh, was that your first time to Hawaii? It was. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. So what'd you think? Did you, you get some time to do a, times, a few think. fun things? You know, I mean, did you, did you have opportunities? Yeah, we, we did. We, um, actually, we, we were going up to see this <laughs> volcano and, and we got halfway up the drive and we had to turn around because the the the, the curve, elevation, the I guess. curves and the elevation just were kind of making us all car sick. So we thought, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, giant doesn't travel well to begin with, and so the twisting and turning was not the greatest. But yeah, but we did some snorkeling, and and honestly, um, the week after was the absolute best best time we've ever had on a family vacation, and we just relaxed. We ended up flying to Maui because we wanted to, since we were there. We wanted to be able to to see a little bit more of Hawaii, and we stayed there a week and just absolutely did nothing. We just relaxed around the pool, and while well, we the did ocean. go to Luau, yeah, it was it was wonderful just to be yeah. able to because, like as I mentioned before, he had worked his butt off for quite a while to be able to participate and get Johnny as far as he okay. had. So we were all pretty wiped out. Yeah, it's a nice reward at at the end of that. Uh, it was hard workout and hard time preparing for yeah. that, uh, yeah. that trip. It was. Yeah. But it's a beautiful and just an incredible place. You hard to hard to describe it without seeing it. It's yeah. I, I would love to go back. <laughs> well, hopefully that's you'll get a chance. Goal, hey, b- before we wrap up, let's talk about the book that came out last year, The Impossible Mile. Do you do you talk about that uh that adventure over to Kona in the book? Yeah, yep. Yeah. So um when I when I did my when I do my speaking engagements, they always ask me, Johnny, I want to know more. I want to know the how, the why, you know, the different people that have, that have helped you mm-hmm. in this uh, adventure. So that came out in the impossible mile, the power in living life one step at a time, the power in living life one, one step at a time. So um, I just really wanted to thank the people and also, you know, to to share the life lessons that my parents and, and everybody has taught me and pass them along because, you know, what good are they if they're if they're just kept to myself? So it's kind of interesting too. Jenny and I wrote it together. And so the perspective of of when he was younger comes from a parent, obviously, and kind of that whole journey of finding out that Johnny had cerebral palsy and what we did from that point on to be able to raise him so that he believed in himself enough to to do things. And then it was great because then Johnny took over and kind of told his story and what he was feeling. And so it was a, a beautiful gift in that we were working together. And some of the things he didn't know that Jeff and I experienced when he was little and, and I got to see, and both Jeff and I got to see what he was thinking at certain points in his life, certain challenges that he faced and things like that. So um, it was a, it was a gift being able to do that with him for sure. Yeah. And it's, uh, I think they did a great job. Becky's a phenomenal writer. Uh, I almost made the mistake one day of saying, well, I could help you write it because I think I write. Okay. I read the first chapter. I thought, oh my gosh, I'm glad I didn't see anything about offering to help because 
it's amazing. Uh, Michael Phelps is the lead endorser and the uh, forward was by Scott Van Pelt from ESPN. So it's, um, yeah, I think it's a fantastic read. And uh, and I had nothing to do with creating it other than, you know, I was in some of the content, but. Uh, Hit no. number one on Amazon. We're very proud Greatest of that category. for our category. So we were, yeah. we're very happy about that. Yeah, that's great. And Johnny, I, I, I'm guessing you're going to agree with me when I say you've got a couple of uh, pretty incredible parents. Yeah, I, I, I've yet to, uh, yet to find one that, that, that sort of met them. But again, then I'm, then again, I'm biased. So, um, <laughs> but it, it's been wonderful to have them. And wonderful to have you know my friends and family and and everybody around me. Um, it has helped me too. It, it doesn't happen on my own. You know, I, I need a village uh, to keep me going. And, and that's what everybody on social media does. That's what my parents do for me. And, and, and I'm very, very blessed for it. So That's wow. why he gets such enjoyment to be able to help others too. And help help motivate and encourage others too. Because he realizes it's been a gift for him. And it doesn't take that much to be able to help others, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's great. And I, I really appreciate you taking the time today. I know you guys are busy. I know you have a lot on your plate, so to speak. I do want to mention that if people want to uh, learn a little bit more about Johnny and Jeff, teamagar.com is one place you can go. And then also johnnyagar.com, and that's J-O-H-N-N-Y-A-G-A-R.com. And again, the CBS News piece was November 18th, 2022, which I encourage people to watch because it really uh, does a good job of telling the story. I like the fact, Becky, that you were a part of that, too. Thank you. Thanks so much. Yeah, it was nice for her to finally get some recognition because we she does so much behind the scenes that um, you see us visibly on the screen. But uh, she does an amazing amount behind the scenes to keep it all pulled together. Gosh, I didn't even pay him to say that, Larry. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I was going to say, Jeff, that's a wonderful segue into my final comments here that I'm going to have Becky on as a guest if she, because uh, I said it at the beginning and I'm serious, uh, later, maybe later, a few months down the road, but we'll have Becky tell her story on the, on the podcast, because like I said, I know just a little bit about Becky now, and you have a wonderful story of your own. Uh, thanks. Thanks so much. I would love that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, say no for sure. All right. Hey, thanks, Johnny. Thanks. Uh, uh, Becky and Jeff for, uh, you know, being on the podcast today and telling your story and sharing it with my listeners. No, thank no you. problem, Larry. Thank you. All right, everyone. Hey, let's check back in two weeks. We'll have another interesting guest or maybe guests here on Nobody Knows Your Story. Aloha.
what's 